Video games. Are they just a waste of time? A child's toy? Or are they something more? My name is John D. Harrison. I'm a speaker, an author, and an organizational development practitioner. That means I use behavior science to optimize workplace performance. In other words, my job is to help others do their jobs more effectively. I'm a lifelong learner, I'm an avid reader, and I'm also a lifelong gamer. I believe that hidden within video games are principles for success. That the skills required to win in the most popular games look a lot like the skills required to win at work and in life. But don't just take my word for it. If you love video games, you are challenged to understand that video games are more than just entertainment. That's Dr. James Rosser, a world-famous surgeon educator, inventor, and author, among other things. They really are the nexus by which brain-based learning can occur, where it makes no difference what style of learning you are. It makes no difference with adult or, or childhood education. The only thing that makes a difference is the subject matter and curriculum, and then we leverage our uh, validated video game approaches to empower uh, knowledge and skill and empowerment transfer that happen at a faster rate. David Hayter, best known by gamers for his quintessential performance as Solid Snake of the Metal Gear Solid franchise, provided a humorous yet profound insight into what video games can teach us. I learned that in Oddworld, uh, you want to be right up to the ledge before you jump. Uh, or you will be destroyed by some horrible mutant crab creature. Uh, so that served me well in life. Uh, figure out the rules, you know. Uh, the first uh, Tomb Raider was the same way. You had to, like, jump, you know, start your jump two blocks before the cliff, and, uh, uh, and then you would make it across. So, you know, be aware of the rules of the game, I think, was an important rule that I picked up. But, you know, look, if you if you look at something as complex as... Uh, you know, Grand Theft Auto or Metal Gear, you you get all sorts of lessons. And in fact, in Metal Gear, you get way more lessons than you probably ever wanted in your life. You know, how to deal with uh, Russian nuclear material, uh, how to uh, how to properly tranquilize somebody. Um, you know, how to how to properly uh, cook eggs uh, was a was an issue in Metal Gear Four. So I think. Like any good and, and ever-developing storytelling system, um, you know, hopefully ideas are going to be what, what, what powers it. You know, not just watching a character go through hard times, but, but you know, understanding the philosophical uh, ideas and concepts that, that, the, that the game developers are putting forward is a big part of the experience. So, um, so I've learned a lot. Sometimes, it's not the obvious lessons that video games teach us, but the strength within ourselves that we must call upon, the raising of the bar, the clarion call to be more, and to do more. Danny Pena's founder of the popular podcast, Gamer Tag Radio, a veteran of the medium, he is the embodiment of grit and persistence. Not giving up. 
that that's something that I've been dealing with since day one, not giving up. Yes, there's going to be some times that there's going to be some bad moments here and there, but that's that shouldn't be something that's going to be like stopping you from from achieving your, your dream and your goal. Um, you know, I, I've been really, really focused. I've been, you know, working so hard and, and always with a positive mind, like and, and just not giving up. That, that's one thing I've been saying to people, man. You got to just go for it um, and, and not give up. Rika Muranaka also knows a thing or two about success and persistence. Her music is among the most memorable and dramatic in the Metal Gear Solid franchise. Her views include the music industry and beyond. You got practice every day. And you also want to, you got to have passion. Some people don't. They kind of want to because I think people think it's easy because of today's world, the Y generation, MTV generation. They look at the hip-hop rapper, bling bling, and the cars. They're all making money. They only see the surface of it. You know, they don't really see them grinding every day. They're, they're in the studio grinding. I, I tell people, it's like, don't quit. Like, don't quit, you know. Quitting is like, people always say, well, if I didn't make it by certain age, I'm going to quit and uh, I'm going to get a different job. But if you really want it bad enough, you just stick with it. I want, always wanted to be a musician. I always wanted to compose since I was five years old. And my dad taught me at that time. He's like, okay, company, they could all go bankrupt. He told me not to rely on a company. You, could, you have to be independent. So I'm going to teach you to be independent. If you have a skill and, and knowledge and education, you could go anywhere in the world and make money. And that's what is his you know, philosophy. So I believe in that philosophy myself. Work hard and have passion to make it happen. That's it. Don't, don't, you know, don't let people tell you, oh, you're never going to make it because I swear to God, my high school teacher told me, you're never going to make a music business. Look what happened to me. Persistence, passion, and determination make sense in the video game context. But what if I told you it goes even further? What if I told you that video games teach personal accountability? I mean, what if you were a gamer, John? That's personal accountability expert John G. Miller. And you wanted to get better at what you do. What are you going to do? Sit in your house and say, when is someone going to train me? No, you'd ask a QBQ. How can I learn today? What can I do to improve my skill? He defines a QBQ as the question behind the question. This is the secret to eliminating blame, procrastination, and victim thinking. Thought leader and best-selling author Simon Sinek reflects on how video games can impact our problem-solving skills. I'll tell you one thing that I that I certainly recognize that I do because of video games is so I'll, I'll be playing a game, for example, and I'll always be using the same methodology uh, to try and solve a problem, right? To try and get past a level. It'll fail and I'll try again. It'll fail and I'll try again. And it'll fail and I'll try again. And I'll fail and I'll try again. And I figure to myself, well, if it keeps failing anyway, why don't I just stop caring and try something completely, completely different, a completely different strategy out of left field. And sometimes it works. And so one of the things that I have learned is sometimes the best thing to do is to throw out the strategy that you try and make work and try a completely new strategy. Gaming historian Patrick Scott Patterson is even more aware of how video games can power up our life. Your actions and your decisions influence everything else that goes on around you. 
Um, I, I think uh, not enough people maybe realize that in the real world, but regardless of what you play, whether it's, you know, Pac-Man or you know, Call of Duty or World of Warcraft or Super Mario Brothers or whatever, everything you do with that video game controller impacts what else is happening on that screen. The real world is the same way. The world doesn't happen around you. I mean, obviously, there's things you can't do anything about. Uh, obviously, the world keeps moving, even if you just sit on your butt all day. But even you sitting on your butt all day has an impact on what happens in your life. Everything you do or don't do has an impact or influence or effect on your life. What that effect is, is in your control to a reasonable extent. So do something with it. So get up and do something. Video games of all kinds and all genres and all generations they they teach uh problem solving skills of comprehensive thinking to a, a level i think is beyond uh, a lot of other types of games and puzzles and you know, senseless algebra problems and stuff that are out there mm. and those skills whether you realize you're picking up on them or not do impact your everyday life and how you face real challenges in life um and, and i think that i really wish that that was something that was noted or mentioned more often i don't even think most people who play video games realize it what else might we be learning without even knowing games journalist patrick stafford shares a story of career advice given to a co-worker a game there there are many games where you have to Think about your strategy before you implement it. So I'm thinking of things like XCOM, which Firaxis released a couple of years ago, where you're directing soldiers to achieve a particular goal. You have to look at the lay of the land. You have to see where the enemies are in this game. And then you have to move your individual soldiers while keeping in mind all sorts of t- statistics and um, variables that can go wrong. And I say this is important because, you know, I was talking to a younger worker a while ago and he was asking me, you know, how do I get ahead in in my career? And I said, you know, take the, take the lesson that you will take from this sort of video game. When you get into your job, look at the lay of the land, look at who's in charge, look at the variables, look at the problems, and then go to whoever's in charge with the problem you've identified, but then bring a strategy to solve that problem. You know, one of my old bosses used to say that you shouldn't come to me with a problem, you should come with solutions. Mm-hmm. And so I think strategic thinking is something that certain video games can teach very, very well. Certain video games. Brentlefloss, aka Brent Black, is something of an internet YouTube celebrity. He's a gamer and a musical genius, giving lyrics to the best song of many of our youths. You know, particularly when I was about 10 years old and I picked up Final Fantasy IV, which uh, was called Final Fantasy II back in my day when dinosaurs roamed the earth. Um, And in (laughs) some parts of the game, you're doing these huge boss battles with five different people in your party. And I mean, you know, I was 10 years old and I had to start thinking in terms of damage control while I'm still beating the bad guy and making sure everybody has enough MP. And, uh, you know, I actually remember trying to explain this to a teacher of mine at the time, and when I was 10, 1994, 
adults were not so ready to accept the idea that video games could teach you life skills. So she was very skeptical, but I like just totally pounded. I was like, no, I now know how to do two things at once because of Final Fantasy II. Um, so that's a moment that stands out for me. So even at a young age, we know that we are learning something. What about learning in the classroom? Narrative designer Edwin McRae shares a very pragmatic example from his own schooling. The power of video games to educate and to develop yourself. Um, I remember one of my first instances of realizing that this, this power was um, playing Sid Meier's Pirates, of all things. And I was probably about 15 at the time, and I had a, uh, a social studies assignment to do on um, something. Like I could choose my own topic, so I chose the Caribbean pirates and basically did all my research by playing pirates. But also, so through that I got this amazing kind of geographical knowledge of the Caribbean, which still remains with me to this day. Because <laughs> uh, I personally sailed the whole thing. And... Um, but also picked up all of these kind of economic principles of, you know, buy low, sell high, um, what it takes to run a small business, basically, um, how to keep my crew happy and not um, maroon me on, a, on an island, that kind of stuff, managing staff. So it kind of like, sort of realized that with games, there's these wonderful and incredibly engaging ways of um, just getting some basic life skills and some basic knowledge without even realizing, realizing you're learning half the time. Passive learning. What if learning could be more enjoyable or even happen without us knowing? Um, games essentially make this implicit agreement with the user that they are going to show you a path, basically, in which um, you know the book or the movie or the play or whatever it is you're you know, you're following along with, you're, you're indulging in, is going to, um, is going to tell you that it believes in the, 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 narr the narrator's ability to get the job done. That's Greg Topo, author of The Game Believes in You. What they essentially said was that games take that one step further, that it's not just you reading about the hero's journey, um, it's you being the hero and you making the story happen, you pushing the story forward. So, and you know, this idea was that the game believes in the user's ability to overcome anything. Um, and when I read that, I thought that's really powerful. Um, and, and, and it's something that I think, you know, just kind of getting back to school, I mean, it's something that school is supposed to do, right? Yeah. Um, and, and it doesn't always do you know, as effectively as it could. So I thought, well, that's really, uh, that's really something I, I want to kind of look into. It's funny, when I mentioned, one of the um, teachers I interviewed early on um, asked me what the title of the book was. This is way, way early in the process. And I told her, and, and she said she, she got a shiver when she heard wow. it. Because I think teachers, you know, instinctively get it. Teachers get it. It's not competition, it's a tool.
7-Bit Hero is a band that are both performers and programmers. Here, frontman Hans von Vliet digs deeper into the intrinsic value that video games offer. I've been involved with a lot of film um, and television and all that, bits and pieces, but there's something about video games that's like, it's so big, <laughs> there's so many aspects to the way that it works. So. That has taught me a lot of patience, and and I think video gaming has taught me that I'm wrong. So when you hand it to someone and you want them to engage with what you're doing, you're never right, um, because how the user feels is 100% correct, and you were the person that laid out that story arc or put it together that way. And if they turn around and they're just like, I don't get it, like I don't understand what this does and what this button does, then you're wrong and you cannot sit there explaining to them don't you get it like you're stupid the, the exit buttons over here for a reason so um, it's also taught me that um, that I'm wrong <laughs> be patient and I'm always wrong <laughs> which isn't too uh, amazing life but um, yeah but then if I look at like back in my childhood um, it's also caused a lot of friendship like great friendship um, through so, you know, during those times, video games helped me escape from issues going on around me. And then during that, you had the ability to be in that situation with someone else. Um, and somehow it was really just um, like therapy, I guess, without talking. <laughs> it was just like, you're just like playing a video game next to someone and, um, you know, you're able to, I don't know, just, I guess that's empathy, where you're just sitting next to someone and experiencing something together and then... Um, you kind of don't have to talk or speak about it because it's kind of dealing with it at the, at the same time. Chris Barton on developing expertise. He wrote Attack Boss Cheat Code, a gamer's alphabet. Through video games, through something that you're passionate about, whether it's video games or something else, but let's in this instance, through video games, you can find you can find your tribe. You can find other people who are passionate about the things that you're passionate about. And you know, sharing sharing that experience, sharing that, that mutual love of something is a way to, to grow you know, closer with other people and a way to kind of advance your not only your own skills within within that that realm, within that, that field of interest, but in general, the, the things that you learn in becoming an expert about something, whether it's an expert at a particular game or an expert at, at, at playing games in general, um, in becoming an expert, you learn how to become an expert. And that's something you can apply to, to other things in your life that, you, that, that may later come to be important to you. While very meta, the depth that games offer go deeper still. Here's Kelly Santiago, co-founder of That Game Company. The, the fun in engaging with another person around a question, which I, I kind of fundamentally feel, or I feel that fundamentally that is what video, video games and games in general are so great at, unlike other passive mediums where I think it, that the engagement is much more at the level of the artist is presenting an idea to you and then you are receiving that idea and maybe you have thoughts of whether you accept or you reject that idea but that's the the dialogue uh it's sort of one way um we're in games um whether it's a multiplayer game or a single player game you are participating in a 
multi-directional dialogue with either other players or with the developer themselves around um, a question or a series of questions that's are venting of does the world work this way could this be done in a different way and i think that's just a really um it's a really great tool to take into any aspect of your life but why games and what do they reveal about us as people and one of the things that i think gaming provides and it, it kind of goes across genres is feedback mechanisms that help you understand what are what's motivating people. Business consultant Curtis Fletcher provides a unique perspective. So you can get people within the same game that are trying to solve a puzzle or people within the same game that are just trying to collect treasure or people within the same game that are trying to beat one particular baddie, right? I find that even when I game with my own kids, when we're playing multiplayer games, you find one of the other guys kind of wandering off and you go, what are you doing? I'm trying to accomplish this goal. I needed your help. You're wandering off. Well, I, I saw this clue and it's going to solve the puzzle I was trying to solve. Yeah, that's not our current objective. The, the gaming platform creates those on-the-fly mechanisms that helps you determine people's motivation. And in a leadership context, that sets you up to be able to, to kind of rejigger expectations as you try and get people all aligned and moving towards the same goal. And so if there were ways that we could utilize that kind of gaming concept in building into our processes, those feedback loops, those mechanisms that help us measure motivation, and not just measure, but determine, and allow people some free range to move toward their motivation without fear of retribution, right? Um, why are you wasting time at your desk? I needed you working on this forecast. That would really help us align everybody as we move towards our, our common business goals. Am I making sense here? As a gamer, a lover of learning, and a thinker, this is all a lot to chew on. One thing I hope is obvious. Video games are more than just a waste of time. They are a window into who we are as people, as friends, and as humans. And, as a young art form, they are only getting started. Thank you for joining me on this journey. You can listen to the entire interviews with all the individuals you just heard and even more over at classicallytrained.net. If this has been valuable for you, please share, please tell others, leave the show a rating and a review in iTunes. And until next time, keep leveling up.